to another episode of the Jaffa Podcast. My name is Victor and I'm so glad that you're back to listen to this episode. Now, remember on this podcast, we talk about the lived experiences of Nigerians in the diaspora. On this episode, I have with me a friend with whom I'm going to be discussing um, his experience trying to build community in a new place and then feeling lonely at some point. But before then, I'll let him introduce himself. Hi, my name is Promise. I'm 28. Been here in Germany for roughly two years. And uh, yeah, it's nice to be here. Okay. I'm glad you're here. And I think I am Promise met in, a, in the elevator. Yeah? Yeah. <laughs> it was, I think, on a Saturday. That was November, I think, if I remember correctly. The day we went for that um, meeting. Oh, to be honest, I can't remember the exact date, but I assume that it's, it's roughly between... Yeah, the last two months, between the last two months of last month, last year. Okay, yeah. So, yeah, we met in the elevator, like I said. I was kind of little, but I remember. And let's, stop, let's just you know, get into the details. But since then, we've been in church, and he's been some of my biggest support here. I remember when I was sick earlier, that was in December. He helped me get some of the things I needed. And, yeah, so that's the friendship we have. So, promise, before we get into the topic, I would like to know how the journey moving abroad started for you. Uh, okay, this is, uh, yeah. I would say that um, a couple of months after my service, I started thinking, okay, what's the next step? Um, I always love to tinker. I okay. love electronics. I, I studied engineering. Okay. So I love to get into the practical stuff of engineering. And yeah, it just turned out that the, yeah, the country as it was as a then did not really offer much opportunity to actually practice, which is what I wanted. Which uh, yeah, led me to the next step of, okay, how do I exactly do I um, get out and put my skill, or at least put my passion to work. So that got me, at least that was the first, thing, first set of things that got me thinking of um, getting out. Okay. And yeah, I think that's um, one of the first few steps I took. All right, so... Now that you mention it, I'm also reminded something about you, which is how you love to work. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I can't forget that because there are not many people you see who enjoy their work, talk about the work they do in the way that you do. And this was also the first time we met. If you remember when we went for that meeting, you, we were talking and then you had mentioned um, how you enjoy working, how you have to wake up early in the morning and all of that. And I'm like, okay, that's interesting. Because for me, if it's possible, I definitely wouldn't want to work. Now, talking about um, what ex what exact options were you looking for that necessitated you leaving the country? What exact options were you looking for that you couldn't find in Nigeria that made you decide, okay, I have to leave? Okay, as I said, um, mostly to practice. Mm -hmm. I love to practice. Um, theory, yeah, but that's not so much for me. I prefer to get... Result. It might sound a little bit cliche, mm -hmm. but that's how I think. So I'm sort of result-oriented, but in Nigeria, we tend to do a lot of theory. Okay. And take for instance, yeah. So um, engineering, um, as I'm sure that many engineering listeners can relate to. Yeah. If you are studying engineering in Nigeria, everything is all about calculus, dy, dx. What exactly are you dying or what are you dxing? You have no idea. Yeah. But when you get like into practical, maybe... Um, get to see exactly what you are differentiating with respect to time. It makes more sense and gives you more um, zeal to actually, yeah, get into this mathematics and understand exactly what happens when this happens. So, difference in change, change of time. Okay. So, but then why Germany? It could have been any other country. Yeah. Why Germany? It, it could have been. So, I had like two top options. Okay. Yeah. One was Germany, which was my first choice. Okay. And the second was Japan. So you might ask why, yeah, these two countries, at least to the best of my knowledge, are technologically, um, well, very Advanced. good. Pretty good, yeah. yeah. So they have, like, um, they are world-renowned for okay. yeah, their technological pace. Yeah, so that was, that's um, the top reasons why I had these two countries at the top of my mind. Mm. They both obviously came with challenges, which is new languages. Yes, I was going to ask about that, yes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but... Yeah, that was that was um yeah I heard what I was willing to 
um, yeah, take head on, okay. provided I could get an opportunity to um, yeah, go to this person and actually practice. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, in my mind, I always I had to have this mindset. Yeah. Some people have, most people have gone there and they, they had no idea for, the, for how to speak the language, irrespective of Germany or Japan, and they still yeah. somehow made it. So, yeah, if they can do it, I okay. can do it. So, that's just if so. If anybody else can do it, you can definitely do it. It doesn't matter how tough the language is, and even to make things even a little bit more easier. Yeah. Um, you don't really need physical interpreters. Since I came here, I've not really had any need to have somebody interpret anything for me, okay. officially or whatsoever. There are many apps yeah. that make your life easy. True. Either it being to read document or documents or whatever to interpret it. There is a lot of apps to help make your life easy. So you might as well take advantage of that. True. I remember I had a colleague um, who couldn't speak English. So, of course, I understand. I think I understand more German than I speak. So there are times she speaks, I understand it. But if it becomes complex, I just hand out my phone. We Google Translate, I get the translation of what she wants to say. And then I try to maneuver and say whatever I have to say in response. But yes, yeah, so let's talk more about the language thing. So before you came here, what was your language proficiency? Did you have to learn the language? And you already mentioned that it has never been a barrier. And I think that's one thing people who are looking to travel to countries that do not speak English always factor in. From yeah. your experience, how much has the language played and how much of the language do you know how to speak before you came and now that you've been here? Okay, um, prior to say four months um, before the commencement of my study, I had, I would say, zero. So if there is any um, language grading system that is negative, I'll probably be somewhere there. Okay. So I had no idea. Then I started uh, with Duolingo. Um, then Hello with Morgan, Isha is this. And yeah, we get this there. Um, so yeah, um, I had next to no experience as regards to the language. Okay. Nothing. Um, but now at least I can hold some comfortable conversation provided that the person speaks Langsam, slowly, slowly yeah. and clearly. So I can have like a decent conversation, I, I think. So I would say the proficiency is getting a little bit better. Okay. Um, I would also say that the COVID was not yeah. very kind because, okay. yeah, uh, this is one thing I'll probably have to add here, which I think most other people might um, have heard. Um, this country is not as um, socially open as we are, maybe okay. in our country, Nigeria. And just try to imagine people that are sort of socially um, not very open. Then yeah. with COVID, that yeah, sort of removes the little social interaction that people have. So it yeah. makes things much, much worse. So, yeah. And then you came during the you came during COVID-19, right? In the middle of COVID. Ah. So I basically was welcomed with a positive COVID test. Oh, no. You tested positive. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So the first few weeks I arrived. Yeah. So it was during that time it was mandatory staying indoors for... One week, two weeks, I can't remember exactly. Remember, then you go for a test. Yeah. Um, if it's negative, then you are free to move around. If it's not, then you have to stay indoors for extra two weeks. So it just happened that I came, um, stayed for five days, then went for the test. Tested positive, of course. Oh. Then I had to spend um, one more week indoors. So, yeah, it wasn't the best of welcome, but yeah. Yeah, that must be a very strange period to get into a country. And getting into a country is sick and having no one to maybe provide some assistance. Uh, no, absolutely not. I, the only email I received was um, from the Gesundheit. Yeah. Um, yeah, they only said, okay, just stay indoors, don't go anywhere. If you feel any worse, call a doctor. So okay. that was it. No special um, medication, anything. I just. So your case was very mild? Yeah, I would say. Okay. I mean, Although the night, just for a just for a single night, it was like one of the worst headaches I've had. Yeah. But yeah, after that night, yeah, it was just like no more cough. Alright. So let's get into the conversation proper. How does it feel living in Germany? Well, I think we've had conversations several times where we know that we this factor where you're trying to make friends and it's like you're hitting a rock or you're trying to um you find out that you have more time in your hands than you could use. So what I'm going to ask you now, first of all, let's start with what you do on the average day. How does your day go? Well, that's pretty easy. It's basically, uh, I would say, not, not, not just my day, my week is mostly like a triangle. Okay. So the first half is home to work, yeah. uh, um, work to home, home to supermarkets, Mm -hmm. As we make it to home, so that's basically it. So it's a pretty short triangle. 
<laughs> it's giving serious students. <laughs> Back in those university days where you just go from work to school, maybe church at the best. So what do you do with your spare time? Uh, during the summer, I tried to take walks, okay. which I actually enjoyed quite a lot. Um, definitely, especially in new environments, it's kind of nice to take walks and sort of appreciate the environment a little bit more. But uh, yeah, during winter where you, it's, it's sort of mandatory that you stay indoors. Okay. Yeah, nothing much to do outdoors. Most outdoors activities are basically ground to a halt. So I do a lot of, I play a lot of games. Okay. Call of Duty. Yeah. Kick a lot of passes there. All right. I don't mind, but yeah. Basically mobile games mostly. So from what I hear now, you are more of an outdoor person. You run outdoor activities and indoor activities. Yeah. I mean, prior to coming here, I barely... I barely spend spend my time um, indoors, but okay. yeah, I've sort of had to adapt to spending time indoors. I mean, during the winter, you are sort of mandated to stay indoors. Not anybody that mandates you, but the weather sort of mandates you yeah. to be indoors. Unless you have a very, very good reason to, to go outside, to brave the cold and go outside. So back in Nigeria, where you are hardly ever indoors, what outdoor activities did you engage in? What did you do in your spare time back in Nigeria before you came here? Okay, um, the walking aspect has always been with me, so I sort of um, just take take strolls. Um, so yeah, and there it's I have a lot of couple of friends, so I can always go and hang out with friends, meet, go for a chat, just do something with friends instead of just staying indoors alone. Okay. Uh, but here it's sort of a little bit. I think we'll get into the conversation, but here it's sort of a yeah. Like a little bit more tricky. I'm curious, when you were in Nigeria, did you work full time at any time, or were you just was it just after your study? Okay, you said you came after your studies. Yeah, after service. For how was was the timeline between when you finished your service and when you moved here? With the inclusion of uh, the COVID um, lockdown, yeah. um, eight months. Okay, because I'm trying to I'm months. trying to understand maybe how different it was for you when you started working for if you had worked full-time in Nigeria how different you might have been working here now uh let's see so the place where I spent or immediately after I finished my service I, I was still with the place where I did my um where I was because yeah. there was a prospect of me getting a job there getting okay. retained yeah but the COVID came and like yeah sort of scattered all the plans but I was still with them um, for a couple of months. Then uh, yeah, I had to come over here. So I won't say fully employed, but I was still going to um, yeah, the location. Okay. So before we continue, I think it's important for me to explain what service means. Because after my first episode, someone reached out to me to ask me the idea of the podcast, what Jaguar meant and all of that. So I think it's also important, now that I know that maybe someone who is not Nigerian is listening to the podcast, I think the service you're talking about is a national youth service. And yeah. it's a composure one-year thing that every graduate from Nigeria has to embark on after your studies. So within the one year, you could be posted. To, most people get posted to schools. Then a few people are lucky to get posted to ministries or some private organization. So within this time, you get some stipend that is meant to help you take care of yourself, even though most of the times, I don't think the money is enough for anything. So that's by the way. Now, um... So when you were in Nigeria, how did you make? How did you meet new people? How did you make new friends? I mean that's pretty easy. That's this. Actually, I mean during the service, it's the whole um, underlying fact with, for National Service Corps, which yeah. I just abbreviated as service, is basically to integrate people, so yeah, to true. get people from different walks of life to meet, make new um, relationship, friendship, whatever. So it was very very easy to make friends there. Mm-hmm. I mean. Everybody that came to all the youths that came there uh, barely know each other. I mean, we're talking of uh, one or two thousand persons yeah. that just goes to camp, and yeah, you're all sort of um, encouraged to make friends. So yeah, it's sure. it's pretty easy, I would say. And the community where you find yourself in, it's completely new. At least for me, uh, it was very very different from what I knew, and I had to start building friendship from there. And it was pretty easy. The locals in the community are actually very warm and welcoming. Mm-hmm. And they are very eager to make you feel at home. So it's pretty easy, I would say. Pretty easy. And you are one of the people that I know who really enjoy their youth service. You've <laughs> talking about this before. For oh, me, okay, yeah. I wish that one year didn't happen. And the three years of camping was the worst three weeks of my entire life. 
I know when I say people are always think I exaggerate, but I don't think I've ever had the... I don't think... I've never had any three weeks of my life that I wish never happened, except the three weeks of my NYSE camp. But regardless of that, so I also made new friends. I still have some of them that I still talk to, even though it's been... That was 2017-2018. So, yeah, that's when I, I did my youth service. So let's talk more about your NYC. What was it about the environment that made it enjoy and worth it for you? And how did you... And even before NYC... Okay, let's talk about NYC. What was it about that made it enjoyable for you? Okay, um, I think... Uh, so let me let me just give a quick um, overview. So I served in Quara State. Yeah. Yeah. And for my service, um, the initial PPA, I'll, this is a, it might sound a little bit cliche, but my initial PPA had I had a lot of free time. Oh, okay. So I had to go by eight and by ten, eleven. Yeah, oh, basically I had to have to go. Yeah. So I had a lot of free time. Okay. And I particularly didn't like that so much because I just had a lot of free time to burn. And I requested to be posted to another PPA. We have okay. a <laughs> Yeah. Typical. Okay. So typical. Yeah. Uh, yeah. My, what did it, can't even remember the name, but the person in charge of the service guys in the firm wasn't particularly willing, but yeah, I was able to sort of twist his arm. Okay. And he eventually gave me a letter for me to go to another different place, which was where I spent um, the rest of the one service year. Yeah. yeah. So I would say what made it fun for me was um, the people I met. I mean, I met people with different backgrounds, okay. different culture, different experience. I had, I learned a couple of things from them. Yeah, sure. So that actually made it really, really fun for me. Um, I think when, I, when, I, when I'm talking of um, fun for NYS, obviously it was not fun financially. Yeah. <laughs> then it wasn't fun. Yeah, because yeah, I mean, the pay or the monthly stipend was next to nothing. Yeah. But the experience, the friends, the um. The people I met actually mm -hmm. made it worth it. Are you still in touch with some of these people? How did things change after NYSA? Uh, I mean, we rarely speak so much, but uh, maybe through Facebook or WhatsApp, we maybe hello I yeah. once in a while. But I would say everybody is facing his own life in one way or the other. Sure. But yeah, the time, the memory definitely still stands with me. And yeah, it still, it gave me a broader understanding, as I think is the main goal of the service, yeah. of um, different people from different parts of the country. And an even better understanding of where I served, which was in Empire States, like okay. to appreciate their culture a little bit better. All right. Okay, I mean, that makes sense. For me, I didn't serve in a new environment. So it was not, I didn't have much room to learn new cultures. And for my PPA, everybody in my PPA spoke Igbo language. Yeah, so there was no even opportunity to learn a new about the new any new culture, even though even most of my students could speak Igbo, so it was like. But I think I don't I don't think that's my problem. That's not the reason I I didn't enjoy NYC. Let's but let's not go into that now. Before you started working here, you studied, mm -hmm. and I remember I think everybody that's been to university knows that it's very easy to make friends in the university. Of course, yeah, exactly. And when I was coming, I was so. Personally, I was hoping that I would make a lot of friends. But from my experience, I don't have any friends that I met from the university where I'm studying at the moment. Okay, that's typical. I'm not surprised. Well, exactly. I think that's one of the things I have to, I've come to learn about Germany. I didn't know if, if it's the same thing about people, for people who study outside of Germany. But in Germany, the way this program runs, you don't even get that chance to be friendship. And I think sometimes the people you are dealing with don't seem to be interested. So I'm just trying to find out how was it for you when you were doing your program? Were you able to make new friends? How was the relationship with your other classmates? Okay, I think it's uh, worth reiterating that um, most of my um, studies was in the middle of COVID. Okay. So that's basically limited the physical interaction I had with people. Yeah. As a matter of fact, I got to see most of my colleagues on the graduation day oh, in no. person. So, yeah, it's kind of, uh, yeah, a unique circumstance. So do you think the father, okay, you're going yeah, to something. But um, aside from that, um, spent I most of my Indian colleagues, yeah, I still speak with them till now. Those are, they are pretty cool. Okay. Uh, it was an international um, course, program, yeah. program um, in English. 
so most of the guys um, came from different parts of the world. Mm -hmm. So Chinese, Indians, Iran, and myself. So there was no native German. Interesting. Yeah. Okay, that's... How many people in the program? I don't have it off, but I would say less, roughly 23 plus or minus 4%. And none of these people came from Germany? Some of them were here already. Okay. Um, but most, basically, this was the first time coming to Germany. Interesting. That's actually interesting. Because like in my program, we have mostly Germans. Okay. But of course, there is me, there is Michelle, there is um, Kenny, we are Nigerians. And there was someone, is it Donald is from Zimbabwe, if I remember correctly. But most of the people in my class are Germans. And I think there's also someone from the Middle East, but she, he grew up here. So I don't think, I wouldn't classify him as a, as a Middle, I think I wouldn't classify him as a Middle Easterner because he speaks fluent German, he had his entire life, I think he was actually born here. So, but I think it's interesting to know how international your program was. So do you think um, the fact that you didn't meet your classmates until graduation influenced the relationship you have with them? Do you imagine it would have been a different relationship if there were more physical interactions? And how different do you think it would have been? Okay, I think definitely having the physical interaction with people, getting to talk with people face-to-face -face mm -hmm. is more personal than um, getting to talk with someone over maybe a Skype or a Zoom call. Yeah. So there is this sort of personal interaction. So I think, yeah, that definitely played um, a large role. Okay. Um, but I would say that, yeah, we still talk, especially with um, some of my um, Indian friends. We, um, we um, lived, um, when I came to Germany, we lived in the same apartment, so we got to see each other a little bit more in person and not just online. We still definitely speak and we are very, very... Um, close in terms of friendship than say um, the guys that I didn't get to talk with in person. Okay. So I would say the physical interaction definitely made a lot of difference. And you mentioned to me once that you lived in, you you, you did your exchange semester in Italy. Yeah. How was that different from your experience when you were in Germany or when you when in Germany? Yeah. So I would say that, yeah, the difference was very obvious within the first few hours of arriving. <laughs> okay. So, yeah, very, very obvious. I mean, given the fact that we just arrived and are trying to get our um, stuff in order, yeah. um, trying to find the supermarket, and we okay, ask someone, okay, how can we locate the supermarket? And she basically um, was kind enough to walk with us until we got to the entrance of the supermarket and just showed us. Yeah, so, yeah, pretty friendly. And along the way, she was sort of giving like a mini tour Okay. Uh, I think it just happened also that she was also going in that direction, but it made a lot of difference. And yeah, that was like very, very stark difference. There is a huge cultural difference between Germany and most other countries around it. Yeah, I don't I don't think a German person would, not to say that German people are bad or whatever, but I don't think a German person would walk you to a restaurant because you ask them for direction. Uh, not a restaurant to uh, a supermarket, supermarket, rather. And from my experience... People here don't seem to know anywhere. The few times I've had to ask people for to help me locate a place, they didn't seem to know where where I was going to. Which is why I totally rely on Google Map. Yeah. So now that we've established the fact that you seem to have much time now that especially now that we're in the winter or I think it's we're getting to spring. Now we established the fact that you have more time in your hands. So what what would you, if you play video games? But let's say, let's imagine what's your ideal situation if you're going to create it. It's a moment where you. How do I explain it now? If you're trying to create an ideal thing to do with your for yourself, or to do to keep busy, what is it going to be? Well, that's uh, an actually a very interesting question that personally I would like a very good answer to. Okay. Because I'm still sort of struggling to find where I fit on the social um, hierarchy here okay. in Germany. So it's sort of kind of tricky. Um, I mean, for some people, they might enjoy the nightlife mm -hmm. parties. There is quite a couple of them. Personally, I don't. So that, uh, that automatically excludes me from that um, window. Mm -hmm. uh, there are gyms. Um, there are sports clubs. A couple of persons have recommended that. Okay. Uh, but when I get back from work, I barely have enough strength to go there. So that also um, cancels it out for me. Okay. However, 
there is uh, this um, another uh, opening that I'm just starting to explore, okay. which is volunteering. Okay. And there seems to be quite a lot of them in each city. There is um, so there are actually two. There is Erin um, Amplish, which is um, payless volunteering, so you don't get paid whatsoever. And there is um, um, Friday Legging Socialist Yard. So it's also very similar, but I think the Friday Legging Socialist Yard is um, something that was probably very prominent in Germany okay. um, some years back, wherein maybe after a graduate, just like we have our national service, okay. they have something similar. So you have to go to the military and serve for maybe a year or a month, or you do the Friday Legging Socialist Yard, which um, you have to join one of the um, volunteering, maybe Deutsche Red Cross, yeah. or um, go to the um, elderly home and help somebody out. Okay. So basically, devote some of your time to some sort of social activity or um, yeah, something similar. So I'm actually currently exploring that, and I would say it's actually for me. I think it's kind of fun because. Um, depending on where you study, you can actually find somewhere to fit to fit in. So I've sent out some um, messages. Yeah, yeah I, I would say it's not particular application because okay. it's for free. You are not getting paid whatsoever. It's just yeah. your time. So I've sent out some messages and gotten some responses, and I'll be taking um, advantage of those. And let's let's see how that goes. I tried um dear Red Cross. Um, okay. Red Cross is Deutsche Reuters Kotze. Uh, I've tried it, um, but I would like something a little bit more technical. Yeah. But DRK doesn't seem to have what fits me. Um, I did a volunteering with just for a day as a sales representative. Yeah, that was actually pretty fun. Okay. If if you like that, I mean, it's a very very good opportunity to meet to meet people yeah. because you are in um, DRK. to people. Yeah. Um, and the other more experienced sales attendants are pretty willing to help. Okay. They are very very open to help, and yeah, they speak the language, and you can pick up a couple of a couple of languages or a couple of words there, which is pretty good. But yeah, that is. So you're trying to build community or trying to get into the social ladder, like like you said, by volunteering. Yes. And do you worry? I mean, the fact that you don't speak German, do you think it's going to have any import or impact in this experience? I think it will actually be the way around in, in the sense that it will help okay. quite a lot. Because um, there is no better way to learn the language than actually speaking with the natives. True. And putting yourself out there, um, yeah, definitely increases your odds of picking up the language as to maybe just learning with your mobile phone. It's much, much better to speak with a local okay. who sort of um, explains to you why this movie you have to use um, masculine or feminine article or... Noita. You know, so it's much much easier to um, speak with people and sort of learn by doing rather than just learning uh, just by reading and sort of getting confused as to why this is used and how. So you're trying yeah. to kill one stone with two birds. Sorry, yeah. <laughs> two birds with one stone. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. In in addition to that, I think yeah. it's also a very good way to to spend your time. Yeah. So this is just a little bit of a. Um, I'll just drop a little bit of a nugget here. Okay. So I, as some people might be aware, um, there is this um, new law that will be passed in a couple of maybe next year or so, okay. where the German um, immigration office will use the number of years required to get uh, the residency or some sort of a better certificate than just your temporary residence as a student or okay. as an immigrant. And for those who maybe volunteer for the five legging society or with Deutsche Reuters Kotze, you get one, you get um, to get, you sort of get to get, whatever. You get to um, reduce the number of years required to obtain. Yeah, permanent residency or, yeah. Interesting. So that's just something by the side. So it's like, I think it has a lot of advantages. So it helps you integrate better into the environment, it helps you to um, practice your language. It has a potential, potential, that's the word, yeah. to um, reduce the number of um, years if you intend to stay in Germany for a little bit longer. Okay. And so, so, sort of just, um, yeah, improves, I would say, generally, because if you can speak the language or German language, yeah. your stay here will be much, much easier. Sure. And basically, it opens a lot more window of opportunities. And let's not opinion. forget, it also helps you, you, you are contributing to make the life a better place for the people who 
are involved in whatever um yes so voluntarily you're doing definitely i i personally also think it's a very good good use of your time also a very good use of your time because you are getting to um give back to the society yeah. Um, at the same time, also getting some sort of experience or in terms of um, language, at the minimum, at least language. The only interesting thing about all of this is <laughs> it sounds very ideal to me. It sounds like something I should have okay, Yeah, let me be a good person. Let me improve my German language skill and hop on. But I'm also like, ah, so this means I have to change my schedule for the weekend because for my weekend, I have to do control because I don't work. Which might change when school resumes again because you know how the German system is. Once the school is in session, you don't have your weekend too. Yeah, of course. It's obviously nobody said it to be easy. There is always this retardation when you want to do something, especially getting started. Yeah. But I think, in my opinion, mm -hmm. I think it's what it's. I think it's. I, it's something worth exploring. Nobody says it's it's, it's easy, but it's at least um, another window. Or another option that is worth exploring. Yeah, true, true. I mean, I totally understand it. So let's talk about your day now. Let's imagine you had more friends in. How many friends do you think you have in Germany? <laughs> That's a pretty good question. Let's see. Aside from you and the guys around, let's see. Are my colleagues at work included? Do I know your friends? Are they? Do you hang out with them? At work, yes. Oh, yeah, at work. No, out, outside of work. That's a pretty interesting question. I would say next, maybe one or two persons who I just say hello or hi to. But aside from that, none. So they're not your friends? No, not really. Mm -hmm. So think That's about if you if you exclude my colleagues at work. Yeah, we're excluding which, them. Okay, then next to nothing. Next to no one. Interesting. And from my experience too, I mean, you already know Mitchell and Kenny. Those are the only friends I knew before I came here. And... Several months later, I think, okay, I only have one, one person I think is my friend. And I recently met this person, so I don't even know if it counts, because we met, we met sometime last month, last month, so I don't even know if that counts. And that's after such a long time of trying. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that is, that's, that is definitely the norm, I would say, that is definitely, definitely the norm. Yeah, but I was, just, I was going to ask how different your day, do you think your day would have been if you had more friends here? Uh, that's actually an interesting question. Currently, I can't really answer with very good certainty, but I would say it depends on the common interests shared with the friend. Okay. Um, then we can definitely do that a little bit more. But I think during the summer, yeah, uh, there is a lot more activities to do rather than just during the winter, but that is also... Dependent okay. on what's the common shared interest that you are interested in and the person you're interested in, then you both can do that together. All right. No, I don't. I think I, I'm curious about is do you think if, if you begin to have friends or more people around, do you do you are you concerned that you may end up depending on them so much? You understand my question because maybe they are one of the few, so you have to. They're the ones you're talking to every time. They're the ones you're hanging out all the time with. They're the ones you talk about your problems with. Do Depen you imagine that would happen? Uh, probably not. Okay. <laughs> Definitely not. I mean, that is very, very unlikely. I've been, I maybe I'll just use myself as an instance. I've mostly been independent for pretty long. Mm -hmm. And it would be kind of difficult to change that. And so far it has worked pretty well for me. Mm -hmm. um, the only um, differences or the only change is that yeah it's sort of nice to have this sort of social interaction with people yeah. um it's i think it's sort of underestimated what happens when you sort of be socially isolated for very long yeah. it's something that we don't get to experience so much in nigeria because well there are people. friends and family around but yeah. yeah when you do that for a little bit longer it starts actually getting to you so how's but it in terms of you? okay go ahead, go ahead but in terms of depending on someone for I, I, I highly doubt that it's just generally good to have someone to or some friends to hang out with, um, spend things like weekends together. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Instead of just staying indoors. Okay. So what I think one of the reasons I asked the question is actually I just recently met someone. You don't believe the number of times we've met within this space of about a month because it's like outside this person, it's always been Mitchell and Kenny. 
And now, these people go, Kenya mutual work, and they go to work. Sometimes we don't, as much as we live in the same building, we still don't meet all the, every day. But it's like, I kind of also want to have a life that is different from them. Of course. Yeah, so it's, and I recently just met someone, and it's like, the first week we met, we met on a Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. I had to be like, okay, can we take a break? So it's like, all of a sudden, it's like, I start building a life around this person because it's the first person I'm meeting that seems to be genuinely interested in spending time and not just talking about work-related things or just talking about school-related things or some of the things that had brought us together, if you know what I mean. Okay. Yeah, which I thought maybe it's something you think that could happen to you potentially. You just meet someone and find that you just start building life around the person. I mean, if you guys have um, shared and common interest and have very, very good understanding, it's a pretty good, at least for the first um, couple of days, I would expect, just like it happened to you, I would expect that yeah, you guys have to spend a bit more time together because there is a lot to talk about. True. I mean, depending on how old you are, that's the number of years of experience you have that is different from the person that has a lot of things to talk about. True. So definitely a lot to talk about. But um, if for maybe somehow you let your personality get lost um, while having this person as a friend, that is definitely up to you. But yeah, it's still kind of necessary to retain you as a person, but yeah. having a good social life is very, very necessary. That's you know, I have to say, I just have to add. Having a good social life is necessary instead of um, living a life of isolation. Sure. So we mentioned that we don't talk about how being socially isolated affects people. Now that you've had the experience where it seems like you've been socially isolated, how do you think it has affected you? Okay. Uh... I would say maybe the first time I, but I I I know okay. that I sound very very official. Okay. Yes, you do. Yeah, <laughs> I sound. Most of my interactions with people are very very official. I mean, even the I I think I've, I'm beginning to tune it down a little bit. Okay. But um, even call from home, I have to schedule time. That okay, you can come in from social time to social time. So it's it might sound a little bit strange for somebody in Nigeria because you are just used to be. Picking up your phone and calling somebody, but I had to sort of schedule times where people will call me from home, which is something that is not particularly very normal. True. But I'm trying to sort of differentiate between um, um, official, time official time. promise, yeah, and social promise. So it's sort of um, yeah something that I have to work work on. Work on. But yeah, it's yeah, it's. I think most of my uh, as I said, my time is mostly triangle. Yeah. And my most interaction are with people at at work. Yeah. So I think subconsciously I'm beginning to carry carry that over interaction the interaction at work everywhere. to my personal life, which yeah. is which most people might actually not find normal. But yeah, that is one of the places that I get to talk with people at least the most you know, in you, an official sense, I guess. You know, it's funny that Yaku mentioned that it's not very official because I, I thought about that the first time we yeah. did. I'm like, oh, this guy sounds a little too. Um, let's say official that's the word and formal. formal rather and you remember there's you know the person i said whose text the person i mentioned to you that person hinted the same thing about the text i'm like okay i didn't need to know that but then i'm sorry i, went, I talked about that i'm sorry i shouldn't have mentioned it's okay it. yeah so it's now talking about your friendship now outside of Germany, how has things changed between you, the friends you had in Nigeria and the friends you have now? The friends I have now. <laughs> oh, well, but the friends you had in Nigeria, how, how have the relationship changed since you moved? Oh my, it's been strained. Okay. So I had um, sort of a romantic relationship, oh. but yeah, long distance is not particularly very, very favorable to it. So it's been highly, highly strained. But um, yeah, at least I still have... Um, my relationship with my family, okay. so that is still pretty good, mm -hmm. I would say. Yeah, but a romantic relationship has been highly strained, so yeah. When you say strained, is it strained and strained, or strained we are still dragging the horse around? I, like, the communication has, well, been, should I say, very obviously it's not as good as me going out there with, with the person. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, there are some things I you would like to talk with the person in, in person, yeah. which are not possible. We don't know what I'm talking about, but yeah. yeah, those are yeah just out the window. Okay, 
Yeah, for me, uh, you mentioned scheduling time with for calls. One of the <laughs> one of the things I've done to make sure I don't schedule time is when people ask me when to call me, I tell them call me whenever. And again, it's the fact that I know sometimes they could call and I don't pick the call. And then for the people that are close to me, I tell them once I'm working from home, I can take your call. And I work from home on days, 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 days. So I don't because I don't want my life to be that very formal and so like I mean in off in at work I have my calendar the meeting days I don't want my life to be like a meeting that's one of the things I've done to make sure I don't build a calendar around my life call me whenever you can if I don't take the call I'll call you back then talking about friendship with my friends back in Nigeria I don't know if it's an intentional thing but I don't think much has changed I didn't have a relationship, so I don't know if I had a, had a relationship. I know it would have been a different ball game. But for my friends, like my friends' friends, much hasn't changed. And I think it's because even I lived in Lagos for since after my um, university degree. And of course, when you live in Lagos, living on the mainland and one person is living on the island is like living in, in different cities. Because you have to put in effort if you really want to meet. So I think I got used to having friends living far off. That even when they are really not physically there, it doesn't make much difference. We just have catch up on the phone. Though obviously there are also times when we have to move mountains to meet. Which is something I've not been able to do here. Because of course, if I'm going to meet my friends from Nigeria, we'll have to travel to Nigeria or they travel here. Yeah, so that's pretty much it anyway. Okay. So, yeah, but then do you imagine that, how was I going to say it? Do you imagine that there's a possibility of the situation changing, you become, you getting um, more integrated into the German society, having friends, or do you think this can actually become your life? Uh, the integration, that's obviously possible. That's okay. very, very possible. I mean, you have to understand that the um, limitation in terms of relationship or friendship, okay. it's not just exclusive to um, foreigners, although yeah, as far as a foreigner, you have extra hoops to, jump, to yeah. jump. But even amongst Germans themselves, yeah. they also suffer this. So it's not exclusive to um, immigrants who yeah. are not native to German. Um, so I think I'll borrow the words of my um, language teacher. Okay. She says that most of the um, friendship in Germany yeah. are from childhood. Okay. So they basically make, make like a very, very tight circle of um, friends mm -hmm. from their childhood. So it's, as somebody from outside, it's sort of a little bit tricky to break into that ring of friends. Yeah. But once you do, you'll probably have a very good friend for life. Okay. Now, that's, the question is now, how does one break in? Well, I think it starts with having something to do in common with them. Okay. Having like a common social activity. That's why I made mention of... a. Uh, um, volunteering, volunteering you know, uh, maybe sports club if you're into that, maybe uh, gym. I, I don't know so much about gym, I mean, I don't know so much about that. <laughs> yeah, um, I, I tried gym for a couple of um weeks, yeah, and I didn't work out so much for me, and I was pretty tired most of the times. Yeah, and uh, if you're a little bit more extroverted, mm -hmm. you can also try the clubs, and there are a couple of social activities that you can go to. Okay. Um, in your city, around your city, there is quite a lot of them. And yeah, there are a couple of, of opportunities, but yeah, it takes a little bit of extra work to get the ship moving yeah, I mean, from the harbor. The but that, that extra work is where the problem lies, because personally, for me, friendship comes easy for me. I've never had to be intentional in quotes now about building friends. I just know I have to come to a place. There'll be someone who thinks I'm interesting enough Engage me and I engage them back and we are friends. It's worked all through primary school, secondary school, university. It's just been easy to make friends. Even at work, I make friends easily. But here for for the first time in my life, it feels like I hit a rock. Like, <laughs> I have to try. And uh, like I mentioned to you one of the times we talked, back in Nigeria, I made friends from dating app. All I need to do is, I'm telling you, I'm here to be friends. And uh, that was when I moved to Lagos particularly. I met a lot of people that went on drinks together. These people feel like family at the moment. And I met them on dating apps. For here, I tried the dating app thingy. And it's funny because sometimes people don't even reply a message with the same speed as people would normally do in Nigeria. And then when they reply, it's 
it's I think there's this cold thing about interactions with the people here. And again, I don't I don't say it meaning I don't say it to suggest that people here are cold. Because I think it's a cultural thing. It's their culture. One of the people I try to have a conversation with about this said is because of the war, people are a bit more closed off. But I still don't understand the connection because Nigeria also had a war, even though it's not as as big as the German war. I really cannot explain the factors, but for me, it's just that the first time in my life, it feels like I no longer know how to make friends. Yeah. And when you meet people, like, in, I've gone out with my classmates a few, two, about two times, we end up talking about class. And there are some times when there's this awkward silence, when nobody's saying anything, or when it's like, Someone has to intentionally say something that everybody is going to be interested in. I don't know if you're getting my point. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It's it's interesting, like I would want to say, but it's also very... I don't know. I really don't know. I think it's interesting. Let's just leave it at that. I think I find it quite interesting. Now that we've come to this part, because I think we need to round off, is that if someone you know is coming to Germany and asking you for tips on how they could... Integrating society, what would you suggest? I know you've not hacked it, but from what you ex from your experience so far, what would you suggest that you think would make it easier for the person when they come in? Okay, um, yeah, if you can maybe join an already existing um, community, okay, that would make your integration a little bit easier. Okay, but at the same time, I would still advise to be very very careful because there are those that are more than willing to take adva advantage of your naivety. Okay. And yeah, sort of make your stay a little bit more tricky. But having a community that um, you can integrate into definitely will make your life easier. Because okay. those in the community are in a better, a better position to advise you on how to go about some things to make your life here a little bit easier. But in the absence of that, mm -hmm. and you are trying to find your feet, yeah. Um, yeah, I would say the best option I think at least I have as of now is to sort of volunteer or something. All right. And, and that's actually something I'm proving now. So. Okay. I mean, maybe after you've done the volunteering for a few months, we could talk about this again and see if there's any progress. Yeah, I, I, I think it's probably, it's for me, I yeah. think it's a pretty good opportunity because most of them are pretty willing to help you because, um, well, obviously, you're not getting paid. It's yeah. purely for free and you understand the importance of time. Yeah. So for you to bring out your time and actually do this voluntarily, yeah, um, I think most of them are very welcoming, at least almost one, I would say. Okay. Yeah. So it's something that I'm willing to explore a little bit more. So once I find a niche that I yeah. fit into, yeah, I'll probably dive into it head first. All right. That's fine. Is there something you think we missed out we should have mentioned? Uh, probably not. Okay. I just had a, a note that I wrote down that I have nothing. Absolutely nothing to do with um, um, socialization and integration in Germany. Okay. Um, just um, yeah, for some opportunity, especially for the female folks. Yeah. Um, yeah. So if you're a female in Nigeria, mm -hmm. I would strongly, and you have maybe a technical background, I would strongly advise that you consider this country or Germany, for okay. instance. Um, there are a lot of push to get more females into the STEM field. Okay. And you, being a female in STEM, you have a very, very... And you are willing to put in the work, not okay. just um, as a title, yeah? Because, yeah, you, you have to work. You definitely have to work. I mean, nobody cares about your um, certification as compared to back home. Yeah. I think I should even drop this now. As a matter of fact, even for even when I'm, when I'm employed, they don't really care about my certificates. I just had to tell them, okay, I've gotten my certificate. Okay. I sent it as um, as an attachment, and till now there is no response on it. Interesting. So nobody but the most important thing, you got the job. Yeah. Hey, well, that's, that's important. So people care about your performance. True, true. And if you're a female, you are um, good at what you do. You climb the um, hierarchy pretty quickly. Okay, so you think it's this society prefers women more? Is that what you're saying? There is this push to get more women into the STEM field. Yeah, I know there is actually. And uh, especially um, for, I mean, if you're willing to put in the work, you definitely climb the hierarchy much, much faster. Okay. I mean, that's interesting to note. And I'm hoping that maybe someone listening would consider that and maybe decide to come to Germany to um, study or leave. And I think I should also add the fact that Regardless of all of these things we've said, I don't think it's... Germany is a nice place to live. 
and I've had interaction with people as much as I've not really made friends because I try using dating up like I think I've mentioned. I've gone out with people, I've gone on drinks, I've had experiences that I think are worthwhile. But it's just that after the you go out with these people, you try to reach out and think we are cool and then they don't respond or they respond and it's not the same vibe we expect. And for me, I don't think I want to be pursuing people, especially not for friendship, not even for a relationship. So what I'm saying is, Germany is a nice place. If you're willing to do that, you meet thousands of people, like I've, I've met a lot of people. I've gone on different drinks, different lunches and cocked and what's it called, brunches, just to get to meet people. The fact that they didn't stick didn't make these experiences bad. Because I don't think I've gone out to anyone and I felt like, okay, I shouldn't have been here. They, at least they were cool for the five, ten minutes, twenty minutes, had very decent conversations. But I'm also saying, outside of the possible um, challenges with building friendship, you're going to have a good life. I'm probably going to treat you with respect. At least in my workplace, people, nobody, I've never had anybody treat me in a way that made me feel like, I would, I would consider racist or made me feel like I'm less than them or anything like that. So yes, if you're considering coming to Germany, by all means do that. Maybe you'd be able to, you'd be lucky and have friends easily than I have experience or promise I have. And again, I have friends, I have Mitchell, I have Kenny, and I have Promise, and I think that's how it builds. Of course. Yeah, and for me, that's my concluding part in all of this. So, do you want to be found, maybe on social media or anywhere? <laughs> it's, it's, I think okay. that is actually sometimes a very, very interesting topic. I mean, for some reason, there is this um, uh, unspoken, yeah. unwritten rule about privacy. Okay. A lot of privacy. I mean, even in some groups, you're probably going to WhatsApp group with a lot of people that you think are from the same background as you. Yeah. I you notice there is very little to no picture, so you have no idea who you are chatting with. Yeah. Which makes things even a little bit more trickier. Yeah, true. Uh, so as regards to your question, I would say yes, um, but my social medias are, I would say, really, really obsolete. I don't really keep them up to date. Yeah, I mean, if you want to be fine, you can just say your um, social media handles and maybe if someone who listens wants to reach out, they'll reach out. Okay, I think I mostly use, um, you can reach, reach out on Twitter. Okay. Um, promise NGR. Okay. Yeah. All right. So once again, Promise, thank you very much for agreeing to do this. It's been... Do you want to say something? Uh, no, no, I'm good. Okay. It's been an, an enlightening um, episode, and I'm hoping that whoever listens learns something new. And then, if also, of course, if you've got to this part of the podcast, thank you very much for joining on this episode, and I hope that you would listen to further future episodes. And most importantly, subscribe or follow on your most preferred podcast um, platforms. Drop a comment if you can, and share with your family and friends. Do enjoy the rest of your day. Bye-bye. Auf Wiedersehen. <laughs>